Welcome into the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. I'm Clay Sweet. Across from me tonight, as always, Jeff Lossett. And we're locked in and loaded. We've got three good interviews for you tonight. Of course, it's football season, and that's where we're going to camp out tonight. Jeff, who do we have batting first in our lineup tonight? Yeah, we're going to have Caden Irvin, uh, Gaucher quarterback. Uh, if you're on Twitter at all on Twitter and follow anything football, Coast football or anything football, you've seen Kay Nervin uh, this past week uh, throw, uh, put up seven touchdowns uh, for Gauthier. And the bad thing is, Clay, I was looking at the schedule, and I get to see him uh, watching PRC on Friday nights as they will be coming to uh, career to play. But, man, great, great ball player. Yep, well, you will get to experience the Caden Irvin show live and in color. Batting second in our lineup, Demetric Warren. We've had Demetric on the show uh, before he's the player personnel director for the Under Armour All-American game. And we just dive straight into recruiting here in the great state of Mississippi and high school football. He's got uh, the scoop on most every kid, um, and it's really fun to visit with him. And then, Jeff, you were able to get uh, the three spot tonight. Yep, uh, batting cleanup in tonight's lineup uh, for the interviews will be uh, Jacob Owen, head coach for the Pearl River Central Blue Devils, uh, and we talk about the mishaps. Everybody knows about a couple games got canceled, going virtual, but uh, I told him it's two words that coaches and players want to hear, and that's game week uh, coming up and getting ready. And they're going to do something that I don't know if many people's ever done. They're going to open up Friday night with homecoming against Live Oak, Louisiana, uh, up at Carrier. But the, the first two games to start their season is going to be in Carrier. So they're going to be in their friendly confines of uh, Kinnick, Kenneth L. Hendricks Memorial Stadium, so that should be good. Yeah, that's very interesting <laughs> to say. Uh, opener is at homecoming. Uh, speaking of new things, Jeff, you and Jeremy Shesby, after that ball game on Friday nights, we'll be able to uh, have sights and sounds from the ball games and have the Pearl River Central postgame podcast that will be this Friday night. Jeff, you did a great job of getting out the Popperville postgame podcast. It was out by midnight uh, last Friday night. And then the Picune postgame podcast, it was out by midnight on Saturday night. Of course, Picune uh, took on Jeff Davis on Saturday. Me and Jason Baker were able to do the Popperville postgame. Uh, Ricky Whitaker and David Burnett did the Picune podcast, which turned out really, really well. And then look forward to what you and Jeremy can put together post game on Friday night and for our listeners Jeff how do they find those podcasts yeah it's the same place you find this talking ball podcast uh each and every week that we record it uh anywhere you find your podcast iTunes uh I think it's on uh SoundCloud it's on uh Stretch it's on everywhere anywhere you can find your your podcast you can find it and what's so unique about this is yes it's going to be burning the midnight oil I mean then that, that and that's okay but you're going to get a perspective, and when I say a perspective, you're going to get a real-time perspective after each game, whether it be Popperville, Pearl River Central, or Picune. Have player interviews, coaches interviews, talk about the game, and it's almost going to be like opening up a paper at the sports page, except you're going to be listening. Yep, I love it. I love the idea. I love the way that it worked out uh, for the Popperville show and the Picune show. Uh, the listeners have really responded in big numbers and kind comments, so a lot of fun. We're kind of branching out and doing that. We're thankful uh, for the guys that are pitching in, part of the team, to to be able to put those together. As I say every week, Jeff, I appreciate you. I appreciate 
our guest tonight. So sit back and enjoy. How do you unwind? Whether it's hunting, riding horses, or just sitting around a campfire, it's better on land you own. Southern Ag Credit can finance that land. Give our Gulf Port office a call at 228-832-5582 or visit us online at southernagcredit.com. We're now joined by the man of the hour, so to speak, on the Gulf Coast when you're talking football. You're talking about Mr. Caden Irvin and the performance he was able to put up a week ago against Pascagoula. Over 500 total yards, seven touchdowns that the quarterback accounted for. Welcome into the podcast, Caden. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on, Caden. Let's get let's get to something I saw on that old Twitter machine earlier today, man. Uh, you were doing <laughs> a, a television interview, and did I see you holding a, a, a baby doll, man, in your hands? Please tell our listeners about this. <laughs> yeah, um, we've had a project for child development in school, so – been able to carry around a baby with me for the past couple of days. <laughs> oh man, that made my afternoon when I popped on and and saw you doing that. It looked like y'all had a a good time with it. Let's go back to last Friday night, um, Caden. How like in in some kind of zone? Did it feel any different than a normal ball game? Like walk us through uh, last Friday night. Um, you know, in 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 the moment, it didn't really feel too much different just felt like the offense was rolling then after the game I'm sitting I'm like wow I just I just had seven touchdowns this game tell us about uh Caden you're of course a two-sport guy committed to go play baseball at Ole Miss the difference between the two like when a baseball looks fat or when you're on the mound and you're uh throwing any pitch you want to throw compared (laughs) to that feeling is it is it similar or is it just totally different um, it, it's totally different. The adrenaline rush you get in football is, is something you can't really explain. Baseball, adrenaline can kill you sometimes. Baseball is more of a just you got to stay calm and just have fun. Sport and football, you're just you're having a whole bunch of energy the whole time. The two sports stuff, Caden, growing up, uh, which which was your favorite? Like, which one were you uh, more passionate about? And has that stayed true as, as you've Grown and uh, to your senior year here at Gaucher. Um, growing up, baseball was definitely my favorite sport. But now, I mean, I think it's more of a just whatever season it is. Honestly, now when it's football, I'm a football guy. When baseball comes around, I'm a baseball guy. Old Miss has got um a couple guys that play both sports. Is that uh, potentially in the mix? I know the. The running back, um, the kid from Jackson, and then Rice Plumley come to mind. Is, is that a, a potential for you? Um, I, I say it's definitely a potential. It's just some things I'm gonna have to think about coming to my senior year next year. I I saw you mention. I guess it was in your interview post game the the arm slot. Maybe not so, not so much from the mound, but. Uh, from the infield, how does that come in handy at the quarterback position? Um, it definitely helps me. You know, and it just it gives me the ability to make any throw whenever I want to. And I think that's a that's a huge upside on I me mean, that I got. 
the way you rip the ball down the field. We have uh, a friend of ours and a, a frequent guest on the show, Wyatt Davis. We we call him our quarterback oh, yeah. guru. The hip <laughs> actions, the way boy. you – yeah, Wyatt's uh, awesome. I knew that y'all had worked together, and he actually kind of previewed you doing exactly what you've done through the first um, two weeks. But that same type action through the hips and that rotation, when whether it's swinging a bat, throwing a baseball, how does that help – um, through both of the the sports, um, it, it it really helps me because you know just keeping the flexibility there throughout every season, and then especially when it comes to those arm slots again, it's it's insane how much they help me. The kid over at Ocean Springs tearing it up as well, Irving. Tell oh, us yeah. about what you know about him and the potential y'all have to kind of light up the coast this year. Uh, well, Barry, that is that is my brother. If we weren't blood, you wouldn't even be able to know. This has been both for a long time now, but he's doing great. I love watching him play because a lot of people, they just look at him as a running quarterback, but this year he's definitely showing them that he has an arm on him. Yeah, I guess he had a highlight out on Twitter where he's at about the 50 off one foot and rips oh, it yeah. seven yards deep in the end zone. That was insane. It is, man. Cool to see y'all doing y'all's thing. Caden, thank you for taking time uh, for the podcast. Continued success, man. Uh, No problem. Thank you for having me. Hey, folks. It's never too early or too late to get that spring cleaning done. Give our friends at Silver Run Cleaning Services a call. They provide Pearl River County and the surrounding areas with a professional cleaning service. Silver Run Cleaning offers tailor-made and customizable services for your commercial business, your post-construction cleanup, and your residence. Remember that Silver Run Cleaning Services. For reoccurring and one-time appointments, give Darby McCraney a call at 601-337-1721. That number once again is 601-337-1721. Let Silver Run Cleaning Services handle all your messy cleanups. We're pleased now to be joined once again by Demetric Warren. Demetric Warren is the player personnel director for the Under Armour All-American Ball Game. And Demetric, thanks for taking time again for the podcast. My pleasure, anything. Demetric, let's start, man, with just what you forecast this group of seniors from the state of Mississippi to um, kind of rank out as, and and what kind of class do you think this is going to be recruiting wise? Well, uh, the class started off. I'll be honest to you, started off a little shaky. Uh, two years, two years ago, myself and a couple of other guys that I talked to that's in the recruiting um, uh, business thought it was going to be kind of a top-heavy class, which means you was going to have a couple of kids up top that's really good, and then there was going to be some type of fall-off. But in actuality, uh, this class shaped up to be a pretty good class. Um, you got Jaheim Otis who sits right at the top, basically, uh, of, of all your recruiting sites. Who's a really good uh, defensive lineman. Got a chance to see him up person at the Mississippi State camp. Uh, and then also we had him at the Future 50 this summer in Orlando. Big, massive human being who can move. He has unreal strength and he has unreal potential. Uh, also, you have Branson Robinson, who we have with ESPN 300, number one running back in the country. 
big, strong, physical guy. Looks like he's an NFL player. I remember seeing him two years ago at our camp in Vicksburg at underclassman camp, and he looked like the NFL player two years ago, body-wise. And so he's done nothing but get better. His, his, his running back skills have gotten a lot better. We feel like he's the number one running back in the uh, in the country. Also, you got Kamara uh, Rogers. Kamara Rogers is an absolutely uh, fantastic football player. Uh, both sides of the ball. Kamara is one of the top cornerbacks in the country, the top cornerback in the state of Mississippi. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something. And I was told this a while ago, and I kind of looked at it, and I was like, mm, I don't know. But after seeing him play against Greenwood, he's making a case for being one of the top receivers in the country. He's a he's 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 a four star on both sides of the ball. His uh, football IQ is tremendous, cover skills is tremendous, ball skills is tremendous. So you got those guys who are sitting right at the top, along with uh, Xavier Harris kid at at at, at uh, Germantown, pretty good, big old big old guy plays defensive tackle. I project him to be uh, right tackle uh, on the next level. Uh, but he's playing defensive tackle, being recruited as a defensive tackle, and uh, he's committed to Ole Miss. Uh, but he's about six foot eight, strongest, uh, one of the strongest kids in the state. But I project him to be a right tackle. And then you got Travion Williams, Marquez Dorsch, the kid down at uh, Georgetown. And Travion Williams is committed to Florida State. Um, that kid out of Christmas Springs, kid's a physical freak. He came on the scene really late. Another kid who came on the scene really late. And uh, he turned out to be an absolute, absolute stud. He, he physically has it. He, he can run. He can hit. He's a big-time football player. So at the at the top of this class alone, and, and let me name a couple more guys before I done Stone Blank linebacker and MRE. Outstanding kid. We, we have him in the Under Armour game. Also, Bryson Hurst, Aaron Brand, who just committed to Texas. Uh, Bryson Hurst, who committed to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is doing a fantastic job in the state and recruiting. So, um, the, 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 the top players in the state, it, 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 um, those guys, a lot of those names have been known for a while. But a, a couple of the guys who popped on the scene who um, turned out to be really good, uh, you got the R.J. Moss kid uh, that's down at Bluffton. Then you have Justin Anthony, one of the fastest kids in America. Um, and he, he's down at uh, Tyler Town. Uh, one of the fast kids in America won an Adidas race on, on NBC this year. Kid is absolute fantastic football player. Got a teammate, Jeremiah Dillon, who's committed to Ole Miss. Uh, Jordan is committed to Kentucky. So this is a really good class. One, one of, a class who, who, again, we thought would be top heavy and kind of fall off. A couple of kids popped up on the scene, as, as, as always, in the state of Mississippi. You can never pin down who's the top player. There are some kids right now who who are playing on Friday that I know nothing about, that uh, other guys in the uh, recruiting industry know nothing about. Here within the next couple of weeks, we're going to put out a highlight film and it's going to be a, a three, a high three-star, four-star ring, going to get uh, five five offers, and we're going to be like, you know, we, we knew nothing about the kid because that's how Mississippi is. And you bring up a good point, Dimitri. What about the Harzai kid? Uh, we saw him with a big performance against Picayune on Saturday night for for Jeff Davis, just a phenomenal athlete. It's a guy that, uh, you know, Coach Mancuso, when he was a sophomore, mentioned as being one of the better athletes that he had coached, which is certainly a mouthful. Is he What kind of radar is he on, or does he still have – 
work to do to kind of get on people's radar? Malcolm Osall is uh, he's already on the radar. Uh, Coach Mancuso texted me about him a while ago, and I looked at his film, thought he was a, a fantastic football player. I think he got a couple of group of five offers. He's a really good football player. He's projected as a defensive back, really fast with plays on both sides of the ball for Coach Mancuso. Uh, he's a kid that towards midways towards the end of the season will probably get a couple of power five offers and be a tremendous football player. And and that's what and, and one thing that, you know, looking at kids in Mississippi early, you got you got a lot of power fives sitting waiting, waiting, waiting. And they come in and offer a lot of these kids who are a group of five who have been to group five schools and they're waiting to come in and offer them towards the end and they get steals out of Mississippi and those kids go on and have productive careers. So Malcolm Hartsog is one of those kids, really, really good football player, and he's very fast. Dimitri, a guy that we cover each and every Friday night, who did it a little different in my opinion. Usually you see um, not group of five offers come in and then group of five kind of get high and heavy. But the guy I'm going to mention, Khalid Moore, I believe one of the first offers he put on his Twitter page was the Mississippi State offer. What What are the thoughts around the state on Khalid Moore? Um, he, he committed Mississippi State, really good linebacker. I've seen him in the uh, Atlanta camp fluid kid with strike, it can run. Uh, he, he He's a little under the radar on the national scene, just like a lot of kids in Mississippi who are uh, under the radar on the national scene. But Khalid Moore is a really good football player, plays at, and, and plays for Poplarville, which is a tough program. So, uh, again, I, I saw him at the uh, camp we had in Atlanta. The kid can move sideline to sideline, fluid. He can he can he can play the pass as well as the run. So he's a good football player. Demetric, a guy that kind of maybe be hidden because of the program he's coming out of. Avery Sledge over at Forest County AHS. Uh, a kid they had at wide receiver last year. They've since I guess moved him to quarterback, but starting to turn some heads, I imagine. Avery Sledge at Forest County AHS? That's correct. I've never heard of him. So <laughs> you got me. Yeah. Well, Listen, look, Demetri, I, I have a feeling you would. Look, they would split him out wide last year and just could not get him the football. And we were right. covering Popperville, and I said, boy, that's, that's really good there. They need to keep him right out there. And then now they've put him under center, and he's tearing it up. So I think that's a guy – that's going to be on people's radars uh, pretty shortly oh, here. I, I, I would definitely look him up when I get home this evening, but anytime I hear the name Forest County AHS, the half stand up on the back of my neck because in 1996, we were playing for the 3A state championship in Hollandale. We was up on the one game to nothing. We go into Forest County AHS, and they uh, – they won game two. We go into game three. We are by three runs in the bottom of the seventh inning, and we got absolutely took to the woodshed by by umpire, and we lost the state championship in 1996 to Forest County AHS. So anytime I hear Forest, Forest County AHS, the net half stand up on the back of my neck. But I will look up Avery Slayer, though, I promise you. Yeah, it's going to be a good player, man. Them sports memories, they don't go away, do they? They don't go away. They stick. They stay with you for the rest of your life. You 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 lament over them, and it's just something. When you're used to winning, and our program in Holland, there we win. Losses stay with you the rest of your life. Speaking of a loss that kind of sticks in a crawl, a tailback from Louisville, Emory James, a guy that's a a good player for them, maybe flying a little bit under the radar as well there for the Wildcats. 
I have seen him. He's a really good football player. He started off the year and done a pretty good job. Had a good game against Gentry. Uh, Coach Shorter uh, loves him. Uh, raves about how good he is, his vision, uh, how well his ball skills is. He can dip in and out of uh, his, his holes. So he, he's a really good football player. Coach Shorter raves about him in Louisville. What kind of coach is Coach Shorter, man? He's a, a phenomenal coach, right? First of all, he's a phenomenal human being. I think that's what makes him such a phenomenal coach. He's a phenomenal human being. And to me, he's one of the best coaches and will go down in the state of Mississippi history as one of the best coaches to ever coach football uh, in the state of Mississippi. He's about his business. He runs a first-class organization. He runs a disciplined organization. He cares about his kids. He's always trying to get his kids into school. But uh, but I think the greatest a- attribute that he has, Coach Shorter, minds the business of his program. You never hear him in in any controversy, in a mess, in anything like that. He's always about the business of that program. He's the head coach at Louisville. He's about to, 100% of the time, he's about the business of Louisville. When he was at Knoxville County, he was about the business of Knoxville County, getting his players better, getting his coaches better, getting his program better, and that's why he win on Friday nights. But 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 the greatest attribute he has, like I said before, he's a great man. He's one of the best human beings you'll find. Demetri, we'll get one more uh, combination of players here, and then we'll uh, let you get back to it. The Ty Davis and then Isaac combination at Itawamba High School. Tell us of what you know about those two kids. Well, I, I just watched some film on them. Uh, I was I was actually looking at Isaac Smith because we're doing evaluations from the Under Armour game, and so I actually looked at him. And, and he's a two-way player, really good football player, long-range kid uh, who, who plays in the secondary, plays receiver, will come up and strike you, really good ball skills. He's a really – I think he's the best player on the team. He makes it a wumble go. And so uh, I watched film on both of them. Um, I think they are a lethal combination. That's why it a wumble is going to win some football games and going to be a force in that 4A North. Yeah, that 4A North got the chance to be a real dog fight uh, with them and the Wildcats from Louisville trying to return. That should be a lot of fun to watch in late November. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. It's going to be really fun. Uh, of course, you know, the, the, the front runner is Louisville. Is Louisville. The, the road to, to Jackson is going to go through Louisville. So we just got to see who, who else going to uh, challenge them on Friday night. Dimitri, thank you for your time again, man. We always appreciate you uh, showing up here on the podcast. Thank you. Anytime. God bless. With fall and cooler weather just around the corner, there's no better time to head out to Brothers in Arms. It's Hattiesburg's premier outdoor gun range. It is located at 4657 Highway 49 South. Whether you're a new shooter or an experienced one, all are invited to shoot on the safe and family-oriented range. Go check them out and inquire about their annual memberships, hourly rates, as well as their training classes they offer. Once again, that's Brothers in Arms Outdoor Range at 4657 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And remember, always keep your sights pointed downrange. We're fortunate enough tonight to be joined on the podcast by the head coach of the Pearl River Central Blue Devils, Jacob Owen. Coach, uh, it's good to be on the podcast again in three words for you, or two words for you, game week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are uh, looking forward to playing a football game. 
we're kind of late kicking things off. Uh, we've had our we've had our share of adversity, but it's week three and we're undefeated. Yep, undefeated going in with a uh, you know don't have a blemish on that record, uh, Coach. Looking at some of your uh, roster as as I was pulling it up and looking. I'm just going to mention some names, and you know, you throw other ones, others in there. But as I get to see some of your practices, very little because of my work schedule. But man, can't t- say enough about your senior quarterback, Dalton Lee, playing both ways. Uh, he's as he's as good as they get. Don't ain't, ain't he, coach? He is. He's uh, he's also one of the most. Uh, he's one of the best young men I've ever had the privilege of being around. Um, First and foremost, Dalton is a is a Christian. Um, he walks the walk. He talks the talk. Um, he's an extremely hard worker. You got to kick him out of the weight room. Um, he's a kid that had not really played quarterback before until he got in the ninth grade. Um, our quarterback at that you know at that time and that group decided to, to just play baseball. Uh, and Dalton filled in there and has progressively just gotten better and better and better. And it's a testament to his work ethic. Um, it's a testament to his family. Um, you know, he comes from great people, and uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He's just a phenomenal person. You know, and his size—he's a big young. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think uh, did he or did he not win the Baddest Devil uh, week for the Blue Devils? He did. He won the Baddest Devil. He's, you know, he's he's very good in the weight room. He's got great technique and great form. He works really hard. Uh, when you do that, you're going to get stronger, you know, and he's not, he's not one of them guys that, you know, when, when you go on Christmas break, uh, you know, most most high school football players are going to put them weights down for about two and a half weeks, and, and Dalton's not going to do that. He's going to find a place to, to go work out, and um, it's really important to him. You know, football is his passion. Um, it's the only thing, you know, the only sport that he plays, and uh, he's made, made a lot of made a lot of uh, progress uh, throughout his career, and uh, he's, a, he's a dang good football player. You know, and, and talk about the the size, Coach. I, I, the size of your offensive line uh, looks to be uh, a little beefy for the Blue Devils as, as you're going to compete for this 5A uh, South right here. A tough division, but it uh, looks like you got some size on the ball, on the ball team. We definitely have uh, more size than we had the past couple of, of, of seasons, for sure. Um, they're probably, uh, well, I'm not going to say probably, they are. They're the biggest offensive line that I've had since I've been here. Um, and uh, they're good. You know, they're, they're, I would say if, if we had a strength on our team right now, it'd probably be um, our offensive line. Um, they've been playing together for a while. They've been playing in the same system. So, uh, you know, hopefully that, that's going to allow us to be able to move people a little bit. Yeah, and you talk about moving people. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to – and that's great protection for Dalton too. You, you know, no stranger uh, people around this area know that uh, the Blue Devils are going to run the wing T formation that's the, or the, the wing T type of, type of offense. But it's real key too. The wing T is all about timing and getting your rhythm and moving all at the right time. Yes, it is, and that's one of the things that we noticed. You know, we did our did an inner squad scrimmage last Saturday, and one of the things that we noticed uh, in our scrimmage is that our motions and stuff were a little bit off, our ball fakes were a little bit off. Um, 
pass protection uh, needed to improve. So those have been things that we've kind of focused on this week, uh, just trying to get a little bit better each day um, and fix those small things because uh, in our offense, uh, there's no such thing as uh, something that's not important. You know, everything's important, your ball face and how you carry them out, and, uh, that first step and that pad level and all that stuff is very important. So we just had not had any game action. You know, we unfortunately weren't, you know, our jamboree was canceled. Our first two ball games were uh, canceled as well. And uh, so it was good to get out there with some referees and then and have some game-type reps where we could see those mistakes and hopefully fix them uh, before we play one that counts. Yeah, and Coach, the in the backfield, who primarily – I mean – you know, if you you had to pick one, I know I know your offensive mind uh, minded yourself, but running the football, uh, do we are we going to look at Destin Coleman running the ball for the Blue Devils? Yeah, Destin Coleman's going to be running the ball for us. He's uh, he's starting at four back for us right now. Um, <clears throat> got a sophomore behind him that's not bad, uh, Matthew Michelle. Uh, he runs the ball hard. Uh, junior Josh Chapetta. Um, our, our three back that we had in the spring training, spring training that we were really excited about, had a great spring and a great spring game. Unfortunately, he's going to be out for the next, uh, you know, five to six weeks. Um, so we've got a senior that's going to step in that role, Kay Kennedy, um, and we also have a freshman behind him that could be some carries, uh, Connor Casanay. Um, but you know, we're excited about all them guys. We feel like you know, if we if we put them out there and they give us everything they got. Uh, on every single play, we're going to be fine. Um, you know, the, the key to being a successful wing T offense is not necessarily what you do when you have the ball in your hands, but what you do when you don't have the ball in your hands. And that's what made, you know, guys like Austin Bolton so great. Um, he was as good a blocker as he was a runner. And I know that's hard for people to believe, but, but he really was. You know, Coach, you you had mentioned already about you know the the timing of everything with your first game and some some cancellations of the first two weeks. But you're going to do something that might be a first. I, I think it is a first for you looking back. But you're going to open the season with homecoming, uh, Live Oak, Louisiana. What what do you uh, what do you know about Live Oak from film and and what is your uh, ball club getting prepared to see in Live Oak? Well, they are. Um... You know, we we advertised this, this this open date back in uh, back in the spring, and uh, their coach contacted me and wanted to play. Uh, we talked had talked about playing a spring game at one point, but um, we decided to just go ahead and play during the season. They're uh, they're from the Denham Springs area, a place called Watson, Louisiana. Um, they're a five A school, so you know that's fairly large in Louisiana. That's larger than you know Mississippi's five A. Um, they're uh, a lot like we are, you know. They they've got a bunch of kids. They got I want to say 84 kids on the roster. Um, they've got good size uh, up front um, on offense and defense. They don't play uh, very many guys, if any, uh, both ways. Uh, so that's an area of concern for us because you know we're we're going to have to play some guys both ways. Um, so, so managing the clock, managing the game, managing our timeouts, and trying to steal some rest whenever we can is going to be uh, be very important. Um, but offensively, uh, they look a lot like we do. They they run a very similar offense. The wing team, the, they'll get in the gun a little bit more uh, than we will. 
Um, and defensively, they run a 3-4. Um, and they have two inside linebackers that are that fit as fast as, as I've seen. And they got two safeties that will knock your head off. So uh, it's going to be a challenge for us. You know, we're going to have to come out. We're going to have to be excited. If we're worried about the homecoming dance, I'm afraid we'll be disappointed. Um, but if we focus on our business and go in there and, and handle our job, then we'll be okay. Yeah, and as I mentioned, it is homecoming that you're opening up with be due to them cancellations that we talked about earlier. But, you know, and you're, you know, we're not looking ahead. We, we can look ahead as broadcasters or as people that talk about sports, but you got a couple games to start the season off at home, uh, which has to be good uh, for this program to get that community. And what a great community, too, uh, with Pearl River Central. You know, got two home games. Uh, to start your season, and, and it has, like I said, it has to be good to for you as a coach and, and the program as a whole to look up in them stands on Friday and see and see that home crowd supporting. It is. It's um. It's always uh, more comforting and, and more comfortable playing in uh, in familiar surroundings, uh, especially um, with you know the type of year that we've had so far this year. Um, you know, everything has been kind of subject to change. It's been minute by minute. And, there really hasn't been any uh, consistency in structure. So to be able to play our first couple of games at home, I think, is huge. Uh, and our kids love playing at, at Kenneth L. Hendricks. They, they love it. They love running out in front of that home crowd. And, um, it just it generates a little bit different level of excitement, um, as you know. Uh, it's just different. It's, different. it's a different feeling of uh, playing at home. We've got, you know, very friendly confines. Everything there is kind of close together. Uh, which is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes. But, um, you know, it's just uh, it is exciting to get to play our, our, our first couple of games at home. You know, and, and Coach, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to touch on a little bit, too, about uh, the supporting staff that you have, the, the assistant coaches with your, uh, you know, your offensive coordinators and stuff and, and things of that nature. They seem to all be, you know – working hard just like you are in them kids, but they're always coming up with, with some ways and things to do and, and to help improve this these, these kids in this ball club. They have. I mean, and they've, they've been when, – when you go through situations like we went through this year, um, your only chance to be uh, successful is to be surrounded by people that you can count on and that you trust. You know, when our kids were sent home for two weeks and they were virtual – um, our coaches continue to meet with those kids daily. You know, Monday through Friday, they would they would do Google Meets with them, and they would talk about uh, technique, and they would talk about calls and plays. And um, we're just, I'm just very fortunate and very blessed to have every every young man that I have on staff, and I call them young men because most of them are pretty young. Um, I guess I'm getting old, <laughs> but um, they are uh, they, they keep it fun. They keep it interesting. Uh, we like to pick at each other a lot. And, uh, you got to have thick skin to work on our coaching <laughs> staff, but we really do love each other, and we have a good time. And we have fun when we go to work every day, and uh, I think that's huge. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, we'll be able to stay together for a little while and, and have some continuity uh, on our staff there. We have uh, hired a couple of new guys. Uh, Coach Galadoro is going to be coaching inside linebackers. Uh, he's an alumni, and if he can coach linebackers as good as he played it, we'll be fine. Um, coach Covington, uh, he's an alumni. Uh, he's our new defensive coordinator. 
Um, we also hired um, a um, assistant offensive line coach, Coach Pollen. Um, he's from the Natchez area. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, you know, Coach Dami's back. He's coaching receivers this year. Coach Solms, uh, he's the offensive coordinator again. Uh, Coach Brown, he's going to be coaching outside linebackers. Coach Spears uh, coaches defensive backs. And, uh, you know, we got Coach Grader that helps with our junior high and JV in the morning. So um, a little bit of continuity there, but we do have a few new faces, and uh, we're excited to have them. Yeah, Coach, and just for, uh, you know, we're going to maybe one more question, but we're going to wrap this interview up. But just uh, for the all the Blue Devil fans that are listening uh, to this podcast that we will be put out later tonight, I know they follow social media. Uh, tickets for uh, this Friday's game will go on sale at 8 o'clock Friday morning. And from what I understand, it's the GoFan. GoFan app, yes, download sir. that, and Go you can get them, get them through GoFan. That is, is that correct? Yes, sir, that's correct. Okay. Yes, that, sir. That's correct. That that's what I that's what I thought. But coach, we uh we appreciate you joining the podcast, getting a little preview of the Blue Devils as they get ready to host Live Oak, uh, Live Oak, Louisiana, coming in for homecoming. Uh, and like I said before, the 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 two words coaches like to hear is game week. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh it's I don't know if I've ever had one that's uh that I'm looking forward to as much as I'm looking forward to this one. And I, I think that, you know, that speaks for uh, every coach on staff and every player that we have in the locker room right now. Um, this has been a uh, not the way that we wanted it to go, but you know what? Like I told them, you know, I wouldn't rather go through it with anybody else. And I don't think that there's anybody else that can take it and hand on as well as we have. Um, tell them all the time that Blue Devils are built for adversity. And uh, we're going to be thankful for each and every day that God gives us out there on that practice field. And we're going to practice with a thankful heart. And we're going to play with a thankful heart. Um, and we're excited about Friday night. Well, Coach, you know I'll be there. Most time I'm at the ball field uh, before the visiting team arrives, <laughs> as you know me most of the time. But we'll be there cheering on the Blue Devils Friday night. And uh, good luck, Coach. Can't wait to see you on the field. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.